What if you could start your own empire or country? Welcome to the second episode of this mini-series. Last episode, I visited the first form of government, democracy. And today, I will exploring the second, monarchy. So what is a monarchy? Monarchy is a system of government based on the undivided rule of a single person. Now, undivided rule is not always undivided, as it's usually influenced by outsiders, such as advisors or relatives. Now, this single person in question is the individual ruler who functions as the head of state and is in charge of the empire. Most ancient monarchies are hereditary, allowing different generations to take over from their parents. Many of these monarchies only allowed male succession, usually from father to son. Here's how monarchy works, as well as some examples in history. A monarchy consists of multiple parts. You have the government and a state administration, but you also have a court and a variety of closed-off ceremonies. Now, these ceremonies mostly provided for the social life of the members of the dynasty and the very close elite. Monarchy is not only a political hierarchy, but also a court society. This term was coined by 20th century German Norbert Elias, meaning the various groups of nobility that are linked to the royal house through a web of personal bonds. Because warfare was the main means of acquiring land and trade routes, some of the most prominent monarchs in the ancient world made their mark as warrior leaders. There are many examples of these warrior leaders in the European area where hundreds of empires were built and have fallen. Infrastructural programs and state building also contributed to the development of monarchies. That need to have fertile land and fresh water accounted for the founding of the ancient Chinese, Egyptian, and Babylonian monarchies on the banks of rivers. Monarchy also results from the wish of a society to have an indigenous leader who will properly represent its historical achievements and advance in the people's interests. Monarchy, therefore, rests on the culture of the society it represents, and in doing so, it strengthens that identity within the society while also projecting it to outsiders. Successful and popular monarchs were believed to have somewhat of a sacred right to rule. Some were regarded as gods, as in the case of the Egyptian pharaohs or the Japanese monarchs. Some were crowned by priests, and others were designated by the prophets. Coming from these varying backgrounds, leaders first rose to power based on their abilities and charisma, but later were chosen through bloodlines. Monarchies proved capable of adapting to various social structures while also enduring evolving culture and political conditions. Some ancient monarchies evolved as small city-states, while others became large empires, the Roman Empire being the most obvious example. There was a brief point in the Roman Empire called the Period of Kings, 
It was called this because there were at least six kings who ruled. However, the decline in monarchy power led into the Republic period, where there were no kings. However, you could argue that the upper class of elites was still a monarchy as they held decisions over everyone else. During this period, Rome conquered a large portion of Europe, completely taking over modern Italy. They established themselves as the dominant marine time power in the Mediterranean. This was a brief summary of Rome's beginning as a super empire. They conquered, which was what most empires at that time was doing. Rome eventually did fall, but the complete reason is unclear. However, what is clear is that it wasn't from an outside force. Though fall is not really the correct term, since it suggests that something took the empire in one fell swoop like a raging army, but in reality, it slowly transformed into something that you could no longer call an empire. This internal fall has happened to many other empires at that time. Some historians say that it was the split into an eastern and western empire governed by separate emperors was the reason Rome fell. But most believe it was a combination of factors including Christianity, decadence, the metal lead in the water supply, money trouble, and the military caused the fall of Rome. Monarchy incompetence and chance could also be added to the list. I somewhat agree with these arguments, but I believe Rome fell due to Odessa, the man who assassinated Augustus. This would have led into a giant power gap. The hundreds of nobles and relatives of Augustus would have been reaching for the empty throne, while everyone under them would be unorganized and in rebellion, having no one to rely on but still to be restrained. After all that, here are some pros and cons of having a monarchy. Some pros of having a monarchy is that private trade, price of goods, and how much can be sold is under the supervision of the monarch and his advisors. Basically, everything is under control as long as the people in power are competent. Another plus to having a monarchy is that decisions are usually faster when advice is coming from the monarch. If you look at the American government, which is a democracy, the large decisions can take months or even years to take hold. Some cons to monarchy is that rebellion is a very realistic reality. So this can be avoided if you treat the citizens in your keys well. Another con to monarchy is that underexperienced people can be placed as head monarch. There are many instances in history where a child was in this place. This led to very bad decisions and sometimes the fall to an empire. Now you know your two options, but these options are like the two circles of a Venn diagram. You can always have the option of using both.